Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we start all over with Allison Rosen. Uh, the vicissitudes of a new studio. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Wow, Jordan. Yes, uh, we're we're coming down off 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 kind of a major happening. Um, it's our- 1969. <laughs> right. Abby Hoffman is here. We've just had the most amazing happening. <laughs> Right. Um, our guest uh, in the studio. Hey, you guys. Uh, Allison me. Rosen. Allison Rosen. Uh, you might know I've her been from here the, for three hours. <laughs> you might know her from the Adam Carolla podcast or her own podcast. Uh, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That's right. Um, we recorded she, basically. She has been, let me put it this way. She has been delighting you with her wit and wisdom for the past 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> if yes, you I haven't, have been. If you haven't heard it. Probably something wrong with you, asshole. Yeah, it's yeah. certainly it's certainly not that I didn't know that Adobe Audition was set up differently in this studio than it was in our old studio. How could you have known? And that Nick, our engineer, isn't here this week because he had to do something else this week, and so I was engineering, and so we may or may not have recorded only one microphone of an entire show's worth. And of granted, content. it was my microphone. So I feel like, what's the problem? But I do understand that this is not my show solo. Yeah, well, we could just put out, we could put out sort of as an alternate, just only Allison's audio from this. Wouldn't you actually hear you guys very faintly in the background? Yeah, and people could sort of piece it together. Right. Maybe we can add subtitles. (laughs) Yeah. See, problem solved. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, Allison, it's it's not only it was not only kind of a kind of you to join us on the program ninety minutes ago. Thank it's you. Kind of kind of you to join us again. Well, thank now. you. Yeah, thank you for having me then and for having me back so soon. <laughs> <laughs> we loved you so much the first time. I know. What if that would have been like, that a repeat appearance. That might have been like. A fun way around it to like not admit that we had screwed up the recording, but just like. Allison, that was so fun. Would you like to record your return appearance now? <laughs> yes. Would you have fallen for that? Would you have been like, oh, my God, another appearance? Absolutely, you know. Like, people Would are going to be... Oh, like, am I that stupid? Could yeah, we yeah, have yes, that Yes, I am. Are you that dumb? <laughs> I am that dumb. Elsa Rosen, are you like, that dumb? That's weird. That's yeah. weird because did I black out? That's what I would think. Yeah, yeah. And maybe right. I would have, you know? And I, it's strange that I ended up right back here. But I mean, my, oh, the, in the comedians of a previous generation... You know, you knew you had made it when Johnny Carson invited you to come over sit to the, on the couch. couch. Right. This is like that. The, yes. When Jordan Jesse Go invites you to tape another episode directly after on the you had heels already of the taped one an that, Yeah, the one that no one will ever hear. Um, What's nice is that we do now have a a much better lost episode. Yeah. So oh, what was your previous lost episode? It was when some guys from a webcomic came on and were dicks to us. <laughs> Yeah. So actually, you know, I think what what we I'm should happy do to is best them. Yeah. Right. Um, with your pleasantness. That's right. Um, I think maybe just what we should do before we. I think we should just you know Recap. the best thing to do is just to do the show like we would would normally do it. But let's 
because I think so much awesome stuff happened, maybe we can just yeah. go around the room and say some some funny things that we like. We can just one to ten say our emotional state today, right? And talk about our. Is this not? I'm. Oh, re- I would like to share. I got confused. I thought we were in group <laughs> therapy. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I'll start. Okay. Uh, I, we were talking about exercise. The topic of exercise yes, came you were. up. And uh, Jesse asked me if I had ever gotten in one of those machines where you put a leather strap <laughs> around yourself and it vibrated like wub, 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 wub. And then Allison, you asked, is that Pilates? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, this is – see, now I have a chance to relive something painful and oh, let it go a different way. And yet I'm going to explain that we all had a hearty laugh and that oh i'm doing it to myself and then i said the the sad things i don't get why that's funny <laughs> and then jesse explained because that's so not what pilates is yeah and then i thought oh man i sound really stupid and then i was i imagined the itunes comments that mentioned just that phrase and yet the whole thing is lost and i just put it back out there yeah why did I do I, that? Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was a delightful remark. Okay, thank you. Then it was. Yeah, it, it was. It was hilarious. I thought that was one of the funniest things that someone said on our program in weeks. Yeah, I'll tell you what Pilates is. If you're wondering what Pilates is, that's where I feel like this is just for me because I feel like everyone else knows. I mean, the, I know there's a machine. It's where ladies with really toned arms uh, go into an S and M studio and pretend to be Madonna. Mm. Well, that's also like what you were talking about then. That's a good point. Point yeah. taken. Oh, but okay. they don't, there's, no, there's no strap that goes wubba, 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 wubba. Okay. Mine is like that. You know the thing that I'm talking about. It's like it's a like weightlifter's like belt. It's like from the 1920s. <laughs> yeah. It goes wubba, and it like jiggles you skinny. You know oh, the thing that I'm talking about. Like yes, machine, yes, yes, I, I do it. actually. It's like a washing. It's like an old time washing machine, right? Because I saw that episode of Mad Men, right? With the reducing machine. There you go. Um, also a vibrator. Yeah. Uh, anybody else? Anybody else have any kind of fun things from the lost episode they want to? I had a lot relive. of fun when we were talking about different characters from uh, Sesame Street. Mm, yes, that was a lot. Of fun. Uh, yeah. It, well, it started. I forget exactly why it started, but I said, "Who do you like better, Bert or Ernie?" Yeah. And then we talked about the ages. Talked about Mr. Hooper. Talked about Snuffleupagus. I defended Bert mm. because I like Bert a lot. I didn't like Bert as a kid because, you know, who are you going to like, Bert or Ernie, honestly? Sure. But as an adult, I found that I really like Bert because he seems so honorable. He's, even though he's a weird nerd. With and, one eyebrow. And he's not very social. He's not as charming as Bert is, as, as Ernie is. There's something there's something very decent about him. He's really and, a stand-up puppet. Yeah, and you know that you can trust him. I don't know. I think he seems like a serial killer. <laughs> I think Why? That, that sort of steely intensity? Well, I mean, just he doesn't his he his one emotion seems to be annoyance. Yeah. But seems to be the one emotion that he has. Um I was reading this uh this article um uh, in the New York Times about psychotic children. Right. Has anyone read this? This is in no. the New York Times Magazine. I saw the headline, but I did not read the article. This is about. I would like to. Though. Uh, this is about uh, children who you know do kind of cruel, emotionless things, and then manipulate their parents by you know uh-huh. by saying. Does the article say they should be put down? Because I've long suspected they should be. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, it doesn't like editorialize that much, okay. but like you know, you can tell that the authors 
you know, what they're getting at is that these children, um, you know, should be rounded up into camps. <laughs> he doesn't say what they should do with them when they're in the camps. Psychopathic children, Psychopathic wasn't Psychopathic children, yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I, that seems like maybe... What are the maybe signs? Maybe Bert is a... I mean, you know... Cruelty to animals. No probably. emotions, not, be, yeah. not, you know, being overcome with rage. So oh. I don't know. I think maybe Bert, you know, has maybe his mattress is stuffed with the body parts of his previous roommates. It's true. Oh. And it's only they a matter of time. would actually be pretty good to sleep on since his previous roommates were, were made all, of all puppets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the eyes could be hard. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's, true. Yeah. that's a really good point. That's, yeah, that's why maybe why sometimes Bert has a bad back is because he's been sleeping on a pile of googie eyes. <laughs> that he's right. That he's... The puppet and the eye. It's like the princess and the pea, but much more ghastly. You know, Allison on her podcast it will occasionally get get into feelings a little bit. Sure. And she managed to plumb my depths a little, my emotional I did. depths by and now no one will hear it. By asking about by asking about fatherhood. She had she noticed a pattern that many of the people who complain about her role on the Adam Carolla show on Twitter our recent father. Yes, and so I wanted to know, since you, Jesse, have a baby who's, well, now I know, nine months old, I wanted to know, uh, do you find that you're angrier now? Yes, and I, and I admitted, this is, this is sort of like a, uh, last week on Mad Men. Um, well, no, because it makes sense. <laughs> it's not just weird phrases. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm going outdoors. <laughs> I guess that's more next week on Mad Men is the nonsense phrases. Right. Um, They're both pretty nonsensical, though. Yeah. You know, oh, you know that's, that's, uh, we, should get back to, we should get back to this. But I was listening to an interview uh, with uh, Matthew Weiner, and someone in the audience stood up and asked, why are the next week on Mad Men's so nonsensical? Mm-hmm. Because if you watch them, you know, it's just this nightmare montage of characters in in voids, basically, just saying a word. Uh, and he says that he goes in and personally cuts those down because he doesn't want anything about the show revealed. Like, he realizes... Is that what a... he does in the uh, entire episodes as well? <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Although I love the show. I just find it to be maddeningly elliptical sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, he does that specifically with Betty. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> just makes her <laughs> makes her as nonsensical as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think cuts Betty, her soul out. Yeah, Betty seems like the female Bert to me, the female non puppet <laughs> yeah, Bert. Interesting. Yeah, you think Ex- Betty's got I a bottle like cap Bert, collection would... and some pigeon friends? I, I do. Wouldn't you rather spend time with Bert than Betty, though? Yeah, no, that's true. I don't know. Bert, ha- Bert, Bert doesn't have those huge jugs, though. <laughs> so this is this is true. Yeah, think of all the roles in Hollywood he's lost. I know. Because of that. If only I could get breast implants. <laughs> Um, Sorry I don't match the Hollywood standard of beauty. (laughs) He's like uh, Alina Dunham that way. I I admitted to – I admitted that the big thing that happens when you become a dad and – I, I don't know. I'm not going to be able to recreate my beautiful, stirring monologue mm-hmm. that I generated on the spot. It, it when was, I was very asked about sincere, this. and um, and the way you were you were speaking in kind of a halting manner, which made me think that uh, you you, uh, you were as Christopher to, Walken. Yeah, yes, and not only that though, as opposed to when you ask someone a question. Uh, like, you know, how'd you get to where you are? And, and you can tell they're just going on autopilot. It was not that at all. Yeah. I got the sense that you hadn't 
put this all together necessarily before. I mean, if you might, if if I might take the opportunity now to go on autopilot, please. I think what we had before that what I said at the time was that essentially what happens is a kind of madness sets in mm-hmm. um, because you are so not just physically drained. I mean, it, I mean, to some extent, the physical drained. The physically drained part is overstated. It's more the fact that you are that you are constantly emotional engaged. Strain You're is constantly the word used. E- emotionally engaged. That there's no there's no time when you are not needed, and that you don't need to be, a, you know, working. And you know, my wife was talking to me earlier today about how. The part that is so hard for her is that, you know, when the baby goes, when the baby finally takes a nap, that that's when she has to do another thing. That the idea that she has to do something else. Skeet shooting. When the right, well, she's a bio, I mean, she's a professional biathlete. No, no, the I know. It's, it's great that she's still to, trying to compete this year. Well, in the, the, the fucking the Olympics are coming up. Yeah. 2014 is right around the corner, Jordan. <laughs> I know. I'm not going to look. She has a dream, and it is my dream too. And I'm not going to let her crush, if you'll pardon me, our dream mm. of her being the greatest female biathlete of all time because she doesn't want to fucking skeet shoot while the baby is sleeping. Okay. I'm sorry. I just, you know, I just don't think if Gina that, da- I don't think Gina Davis has these same problems. If that, forgive me. Lazy so and so, and I'm sorry to say that about the mother of my child, mm-hmm. but it's true. She won't get out there on the skis. Mm-hmm. She won't get out there with her rifle and shoot skeet because I gotta breastfeed. Yeah. Oh, I gotta cook this yam, <laughs> and then I gotta I gotta put a puree it. I gotta cook and puree this yam or sweet potato. Mm. You know what? Give me a break, lady. You know, let's hire somebody so you can shoot some skeet. I feel like ever since the baby's come, her priorities have changed for the worse. Yeah. It used to be about the skeet. <laughs> but now... You know what I tell her? Every week, every week I tell her, skeet, skeet, skeet. <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I don't think you should be calling your wife a motherfucker. I'm sorry. I mean, I know that... I know that she's squandering a beautiful Olympic career. But it's their dream. They together. Okay. Something they've been building. They can taste it. It's that close. So Jesse, you're kinda and like one of these you're kinda like one of these moms uh from the from the Southern beauty pageants. Like a toddler's and tiaras. Like a to- yeah, you're like a toddler's and tiaras mom. I was gonna but- go Bela Caroli, but I think toddlers and tiaras is more apt. What's yeah. Bela Caroli? That's the guy from Carrie from- Strug. Oh and okay. from Nadia. Nadia Komenice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is this before your time or something? I keep, no. I keep forgetting how young you seem with your lack of knowledge of references that are old. Yes. No. No. I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm just upset by sinewy women, so I don't watch a lot of gymnastics. <laughs> you must. Do you hate Wheaties boxes? I do. I hate them. I. I that's why I. Of rage. And that's why I oil. only go to uh, Trader Joe's these days. Is because mm-hmm. if I'm in a you know a standard grocery store and I see a Wheaties box, right? I don't care if it you know has. Carrie Strug or Bruce Jenner or uh, Gina Davis on the front. I will knock it off the shelf. And I've been I've been ejected from several grocery stores. That's why Jordan is so – I mean Jordan hates anything sinuous. Mm-hmm. So he will 
He if hates you, if you get certain steaks. Greyhounds. I will. I will kick a greyhound. If big, I see yeah. it. big cats. Mm-hmm. A lynx. Or uh, I mean, that this guy would not even. So one of the biggest, most enthusiastic video game players ever. If you even bring him near an Atari Jaguar, yeah, he will kick it square in right. its video game sinews. console nuts mm-hmm. because he's so upset by sinews. Also, too many buttons. Yes, too many <laughs> buttons. Controller. How but many I, buttons did it have? I, it's, I had a lot of buttons. Really? When did you realize you first hated sinew, Enos? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, it's just it's always kind of. I mean, I guess my first. Um, Fit of rage. My first um, sexual experience was with. Oh God, I had a fucking great pull for that. I forgot her name. Oh boy. Oh, it's a redheaded woman. Uh, she's, Christina Hendricks. You had a great pull for your first sexual experience. I, oh yeah. Well, I'm talking about well, we're talking about sinewy <laughs> women. Yeah. This Davis. guy fucking pulled. This guy walking down the street, virgin. This is when we're in college. Pulls Christina Hendricks at a bar. Yeah, it was amazing. I just, I just told her. I just asked her if she liked magic tricks. <laughs> I mean, she wasn't famous at the time. She was struggling. Yeah, um, she had been on fire. Oh gosh, she's. Uh, let me let me try and say this joke because okay. I think it's worthwhile. Okay, but I need great. to remember the name of this great. actress. Uh, she was in Burn After Reading. Uh huh. Um, she was in Hannah. Did anyone see Hannah? No. She's. A redhead, and she plays intense. She plays like intense, domineering women. Yeah, she plays Francis. Not Francis McDormand. She was in Burn After Reading, though. Right. So we're somewhere. Yeah. Oh, good. But we're not anywhere near where he's trying to She's be. George, maybe known, is it George Clooney? It's not George Clooney. She's maybe <laughs> no. known for kind of looking a little alien, a little other. John Malkovich. John Malkovich. <laughs> Wait, was she in Nicole Kidman? Not Nicole Kidman. She's a little alien. She's a she's married to Tom Cruise, well? who is an alien. Was she in a uh, television show? I don't think so. Okay. Can I say one thing about Burn After Reading? You may. But it may it won't help you think of the name. Sure. But no, I, I mean, it'll give me some time. I didn't really like Burn After Reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big Coen Brothers fan generally. I didn't. I have to say, I didn't really like Co- Burn After Reading. But um, there's this one scene where John Malkovich is on his houseboat and he's doing step aerobics and he's just going, you fuckers, I'm back. I'm better than ever. You fuckers, I'm back. And it is my favorite thing that has ever happened in in a movie ever. I haven't seen it, but I love it based just on your rendition All you need to do is just type into the internet, you fuckers, I'm back, John Malkovich, and you'll get to enjoy and watch it. And the only other thing... The only other thing that has ever been in a movie that's better is uh, the part from Me, You, and Everyone We Know uh, that I won't say what the part is called because that would ruin it for people that haven't seen it yet. But that part that we have alluded to on this program before um, is the best part of a movie ever. But this is the – I think You Fuckers, I'm Back, I'm Better Than Ever – um, is the second best part because John Malkovich in, on a houseboat doing step aerobics. I want everybody and to psyching know, himself I'm up. almost deep into IMDb here. I'm covering keep, keep for going, you, guys. Alice fucking, and Jesse keep talking I'm about keep, movies you like. I'm well, keeping this. What I want to say is the notion of googling "you fuckers, I'm back" made me think. 
Have you had that experience where you've Googled something and、mm. then you thought that was the wrong thing to Google? For example, and this is now the second time I'm making a reference to the show The Golden Girls, but for the listeners, it's the first time <laughs>、right. that they're hearing it. Oh, our Golden Girls run was delightful. I, it was so great.、Uh, yeah, right on the heels of discussions of handsome women. Sure. And healthful figures.、Mm-hmm. But、uh, one time I Googled Golden Girls. <laughs> Medicine and balls. That pulled... <laughs> This is just a bunch of inside jokes that no one gets. That's great. Anyway, we can just make、You're、up welcome, new ones that didn't、listeners. happen. Hey guys, hummingbirds, am I right? I know. That was hilarious. Oh、close. my God, that part was hilarious. I love nectar. I love nectar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> yeah, they did.、Um, anyway,、okay. I searched Golden Girls once and that pulls up crazy old lady porn. Really?、Oh, I think that's what it was. It's porn for sure.、Yeah. I'm just saying, just be <laughs> Wait, careful. So, for sure, there's porn on the internet.、Yeah. What you use to pull、you、it up, I know that. You can't remember exactly what it is that you do to pull it up. No, I know if you type in Golden Girls, you'll be not looking at anything involving those four delightful women who lived in Florida. Okay. You'll be looking at porn. I just forget exactly what kind comes、oh. up. But I bet if you type in you fuckers, you're going to come up with like, people who fuck. Goats or something. The a problem you, is. A you、yeah. or a lamb. Right. A yeah, did you、sure. mean you, fucker? Did you mean E? Did you, yeah. yeah, Google asked. Did you mean EWE?、Um, guys, did I think you、I'm, mean EWE, fuckers, John Malkovich? <laughs> John, John Malkovich, fucking farm animals. House butt. Guys, <laughs> I think I'm ready to make this joke. Oh, I went into、oh、IMDb. I found、okay. the name of the actress. And I think, I think it's going to be worth the wait. <laughs> I don't、you. think this is too much buildup at all. I think this is going to be. Become my signature joke. <laughs> Hold on, I'm still laughing at House Bud. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Allison,、yes. would you ask me、uh, how long I've had a problem with sinewy women? I sure will. How long have you had a problem with sinewy women? Well, my first sexual experience was with Tilda Swinton, <laughs> and it was an unpleasant one. <laughs> oh, that's good. I think that was worth all that Alderall. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Tilda Swinton.、Yeah. She was in Burn After Reading? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. She was. She was great. Also、yeah. in Hannah, so the villain in Hannah, very good in that.、Oh. Wasn't she also in Samila's Sense of Snow? I don't know. I've never seen that. That's、I、another just... thing that if you type that into the internet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe she wasn't.、Um, you know who else is a sinewy woman while、hmm. we're talking about this? Yes.、Uh, the one who plays Brienne on Game of Thrones. Mm. Now, this probably doesn't mean anything to you, yes, Jordan. Yes, or we, have you gotten to that point?、Uh, I have watched. I was I was saying to these、uh, these、woman. guys in the in the deleted show、um, <laughs> uh, that I have watched four episodes of Game of Thrones. I guess I was watching five season, episodes、though? of the first season. I'm getting、oh. the DVDs through Netflix now. I'm quite enjoying it. Anyways, you were, someone is Brienne is that night lady. Yes, she's a lady, but、yeah. she's a knight. She's super yeah, huge. She, yes, exactly. But I, I if you、Googled. type her into the internet, if you type in super huge, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's a photo、That's、of her. That's just pictures of Paul Drogo's dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be typing that in later then. Yeah.、Uh, yeah. So there's pictures of her at, at a premiere though, and she's she's very lady looking, lady like looking in the photo because she's、um, she looks like a, a a pale man on the show.、Mm. Yeah, she does. Call Drogo was at the、uh, flea market that I was at the other day. Oh,、uh, he was just at the booth that I was at, and everyone was like, "Oh, that was Call Drogo," and I did not even notice that、did、Call Drogo was there with a shirt on. I guess he was. Yeah, yeah I guess he, that he wasn't muttering in a made-up language and being not quite, not quite. Racist enough to be to say like that's definitely racist, <laughs> but enough of a thing where you're like,、mm, this seems there's something wrong about this 
how this thing is the only not white people thing. Sure. Something is weird about this. Yeah, they're always fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Carl Drogo played Conan in the Conan reboot. Oh. It is not very good. Oh, no. Yeah. It did have that good trailer, though. The well, I don't remember the trailer, but the movie is uh, the movie is terrible. The movie, uh, God, I mean, speaking of things where you're like, ah, is this? It's uh, it he is. He said like, I slay, I love, I eat, or something like that, and then that was the whole thing. Oh it's like yeah, a yeah, terrible yeah. version of Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, it is like the Conan reboot is sexist to the point of making someone uncomfortable and. Some people I mean, say that about the Adam Carolla show. Right. <laughs> and I'm comfortable with sexism. Uh, no, but there's this part where um, it kind of, it kind of uh, apes the plot of one of the Schwarzenegger Conan movies where he has to transport an oracle who is a, you know, who's a virgin, a virgin female. Right. Um, female. Uh, he's a virgin woman. And there's a part where – so he like has to kidnap her from this temple and take her to a second temple. Um, and there's a part where she very, very reasonably asks him, where are we going? And he uh, ties a rope around her mouth so she can't speak. <laughs> anyway. Wow. And a lot of other stuff like that happens. How would tying a – just a rope and It's like maybe like a scarf or it's something. He 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 impedes right. her speaking because she's getting too mm-hmm. mouthy. Um. Something else we talked about – or no, yeah. this is going back to what you were talking about, about uh, being a dad though. You were saying that the baby really doesn't have much use for you until yeah. the fourth month or so. Well, I mean it takes months. He's like months. a real mouthy oracle. It takes months. <laughs> Just a fucking useless. It takes right? months for the baby to – I mean it takes a few months. I mean the baby like – a baby doesn't really recognize people – consistently until it's like four months old or something like that. And so it will tolerate, I mean, it prefers its mother to some extent, but you can pass it to anyone that knows how to hold a baby and doesn't, isn't weird. And as long as the baby's not in a bad mood, it will be okay. Um, You know, you can friends or Mm -hmm. other relatives or whatever, um, then it starts to recognize other people, and so it will prefer people that it recognizes to some extent. Our our baby, our doctor sort of warned us, like, it, if you have relatives, you know, your parents that it doesn't see a lot, it might get upset. If you throw, you know, this is when in-laws get upset, you know, and that kind of thing. That didn't really happen to us. We have a very pleasant-tempered baby who doesn't dislike strangers. But... Um, he doesn't – he's not like – he didn't have any significant interest in yeah. me for a long time. And only recently when he learned to uh, – he has learned to connect with people by going – by waving and going, ha, um, <laughs> he has – he really sort of engaged with me. And that's tough, I think, when you're a dad because when you're a mom, you know, it's a it's attached to your boob for food and, you know, it's getting food from you and you're getting a rush of pleasant hormones from it, um, you know, eating from you. And uh, it's, a tough, it's a tough thing, I think, when you're a dad. Was there a point where you thought to yourself, like, this baby, you know, it's not connecting with me emotionally. Maybe we should have just gotten a pet snake. 
I mean, I I had the same question. At one point, I bought, we I did buy it. a tortoise, and my wife made me return it. Mm. Um, did the pet store take it back? No questions asked, or they did have an NQA policy, which I think is weird <laughs> because of like sex stuff. Yeah, yeah. I would ask some questions, like, "Have you done any sex stuff?" Yeah, of the tortoise. Or just you. <laughs> and I was surprised they didn't mind you painted those racing stripes on it. Well, it looked sportier. It did look sportier. <laughs> and they're flattering. When you think of it. The spoiler seemed a little cruel to me, though. Well, Gluing the spoiler to its shell. It was having some problems with getting traction in the rear when it was really going fast. <laughs> oh, sure. So, you know, especially after I put, especially after I put those racing tires on it. <laughs> you know. Oh, was this a turtle or a Honda Civic? <laughs> It's tortoise. You know what? Tortoise. Excuse me. Now that I think of it, yeah, it was it was a it was a CRV. Mm, okay. Yeah, it was an import tuner. Oh, cool. I guess when it's tortoise and tuner was where I got confused. See, yeah, yeah. he's tired because of the baby. Yeah, and so and you're, you're confusing certain cars yeah. and certain amphibians. But right. you you were saying that there's just not much use for the father at the beginning too, not just from the baby's perspective, but like kind of like you just don't like there's so much pressure. But you're like, should I buy something more or like, what should I do? Yeah. I mean, there's things that you need to do. I mean, there's so much things that need to be – there's so many things that need to be done. I mean, one thing that I found myself thinking was I just didn't understand how anyone could be a single parent with a baby. I I I understand how someone could be a single parent with a child. It's very difficult. But I mean, I grew up in uh, – household where my parents were divorced and, you know, I, I split my time between them. And so I know how that worked. Um, but just I cannot imagine how anyone and I mean, I guess partly for us, it was because we don't have we don't have family here. Um, and, you know, we don't have a we don't have a lot of peers with children. Um, we don't you know what I mean? So we were it was on us. You know what I mean? And that is so overwhelming. But the thing is, is that when you are the dad, you're useful in the sense that you can cook dinner, you can clean up, like that kind of thing. But you're not useful to the baby. Mm -hmm. The baby doesn't care about any of these (laughs) things. Like you're useful to the family. You're useful in the, in the, in the practical sense and on the abstract, but the baby could give a shit. (laughs) Do you, the baby would be the same if Teresa just won the lottery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, in terms of how you and your wife get along now that the baby's here, I imagine she must have less time for you. Yeah. Is, and is that an issue? I mean, it's um, – I mean, here's the thing. Like she does – I mean, she's really slacked off on brushing my hair before bed, mm-hmm. which is a disappointment. you got to nip that shit in the bud. I know. I know. Um so anyway, no, I mean, it's uh, it's weird. Like, there's this thing of does – there's that, but the real thing is we just don't have time for anything. Mm-hmm. Especially because, you know, we work together and I was working more than full-time before the baby was born and Teresa was working full-time. And so we really just – the. We just don't do anything. And um, that is just – it's a crazy adjustment to have. 
And because um, you guys were Formula One racers before, right? Yeah. Well, in addition to the biathlon, and yeah, yeah. And didn't you host a lot of dinner parties where you'd have someone come and butcher a whole pig in front of the group? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, well, I mean, we did the. I mean, we did the whole where you bury it in a pit in the backyard and you mm. you roast it over the whole course right. of the day, and and then someone. I'm would, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, well, and then so it, Jesse's dinner parties are great, and then someone. And would my bring wife in, is David Chang from Momofuku. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, and then someone would bring in a um, like an Eastern European runaway, mm-hmm. and we would hunt it for sport. Mm-hmm. Right. So I mean, you guys haven't done that since you've. I right. Mean, you haven't been hunting men for sport. Since you had the baby, right? Or at least not I, in a social context. Not for sports so much as – I mean, I have hunted a few men for food. Mm-hmm. But just because I didn't want to go to the grocery store. Oh, and there boy. was just a neighbor crossing nearby and my gun was handy and – Sure. You know, I just shoot them, flay them, roast them up. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like boom, boom, boom. Right. Shoot, flay, roast. And then was your wife like, ugh, neighbor again? I know because they're gamey. Ultimately, yeah. they're going to be gamey. You would not like them. No, I know. Sinewy, like a t- like eating, eating Tilda Swinton, <laughs> which I've done, guys. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but it was her pussy, not her flesh. <laughs> right. Sure. And I was giving her oral sex. Right. Do you need a further explanation? <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm unclear. Okay. What, what is oral sex? <laughs> well. <laughs> That's sex at Oral Roberts University. Right? <laughs> yes, which is very shameful. Yeah, that's what I call shameful sex. Yeah, oral sex. Um, yeah, I mean it's uh, oral Hershiser. Yeah, anyway. it's sex with oral, oral Hershiser. No one is named Oral anymore. Yeah, right. I'm surprised they ever were. Yeah, I know. Like, but yeah, it's I. You know, I think you're right. It's it's not necessarily surprising that. No one is named Oral anymore, but why were they ever? And yet, I bet I wouldn't be that surprised if all of a sudden we find out that Oral is really making, especially when I say it in that felicitous way, Oral is really making a comeback because, and I actually, I have been talking about this recently because that list of the Social Security's list of like the most popular names for this year just came out. And it always blows me away how the most popular name is a name that I was thinking, like, oh, Abigail, I kind of like that yeah, name, yeah. or oh, Olivia, and these are, and 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 you haven't heard those names in a while, and I bet that'll be a good unusual name, and I feel like somehow it's just the zeitgeist where everyone around that age yeah, pulls out right. this name that they think is it's unusual. Like, oh, well, I know, I know a thousand Jennifers, right. I know a thousand Andrews, so yeah, no, maybe it, maybe there is an ebb and flow yeah. to like. To like parents Ma- busting out. I know a bunch of in quotation marks old timey names. Yes, and actually Trixie. Yeah, <laughs> I know more than one Trixie right sure. now. But you hang out at a lot of strip clubs. To be fair, yeah, I You're mean that's because fun you of someone's the, baby. I, yeah, right. <laughs> Two people's babies. <laughs> Although, yeah, those jokes were made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, on the plus side, I mean, free lunch spread. Yeah, I mean, great buffet. No, really nice buffet. Down there at the Golden Pussy. <laughs> That's Jordan's favorite strip. That's right. right. I, I mean, know. the Golden. I mean, it's owned and operated by Tilda Swinton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, do you guys actually go to strip clubs? Uh, no. I was just having a strip club conversation yeah. with someone last night. Uh, I have been. I've planned a couple of bachelor parties. Mm, you have um, to go. Then, yeah, right? yeah, and okay. uh, yeah. I've, I've, I've. I could probably count them on two hands. So yeah, yeah. That sounds like trips. a lot, actually. Yeah, less than ten well, for a lifetime. I don't know. Counting something on two hands doesn't sound like that. It, you're right. You. It doesn't sound. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I Jesse, don't know. Yeah, I wonder you? if I one wonder hand if it's... for me. Yeah, 
I see. I've never been. Hey, you only need one in those places, huh? Because <laughs> you're jerking off. <laughs> right. Throw you out. <laughs> uh, no. What was your strip club conversation? It, it was just uh, trying to understand. Well, I was saying that you don't ever meet a doctor who says that the way they got there was from being a stripper. Because you know, there's always. I don't know if it's just in movies or actually in real right. life. They're stripping, stripping for specifically med school. Yeah, you think that like med school, but you, you think never... that if you went to the doctor's office, there would be like a picture of them getting their diploma. A picture of them before they got yeah. their diploma when they were a stripper. Right. You'd know from the shoes. <laughs> so I just think that's bullshit. And then that yeah. just turned just turned into like I don't I don't quite understand how it works. Does the lap dance happen in a private room or does that happen out in front? That had pretty naive questions. And oh, so isn't you, it all you, very yeah. frustrating? Here's okay, and actually, I I actually had a I had this similar conversation uh, when I was on Elizabeth Lame's podcast, Totally Lame, um, where she had kind of similar questions about the strip club, and I think these come up a lot. Is yeah. like, um, you know, isn't it weird that it's a bunch of you know guys, a lot of them shady, are all there to be turned on? Yeah. Yes, that's weird. Isn't it weird that women are feigning an interest in you to get money? Yes. Yes. That's weird. Uh, yes. Isn't it weird that it's a lot of sexual rubbing and behavior without any actual sex? Yes. That's weird. Here's the explanation. You're drunk. You're you're fucking drunk off your ass and it seems like a good idea. Like it's just fun. So I think that like See, I – See, that reminds me actually how this conversation came up. We yeah. were talking about – the strip clubs where women get entirely nude, they can't serve alcohol. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I was trying to understand that. So you're yeah, drunk think, already. Yeah, you're drunk already. Oh. Yeah, I don't think you ever – you don't just you know saunter up to the strip right club at, at 7 9 p.m. Yeah. It's either – I mean if it's you know it's a bachelor party or it's a birthday where that's kind of the plan or it's you know we were out getting loaded already and mm-hmm. it's on the way to the car. Like that's <laughs> – these are the two How far instances. away did you park? Jeez. Yeah, right? <laughs> Great parking over there at the Golden Pussy. <laughs> they have a garage. Covered garage. I mean, covered that's ultimately garage. the covered yeah, garage, yeah, yeah. really nice valets. So, that's yeah, true. I think that, I think that yes, there are a lot of, like, sensible questions that someone should have about a strip club. But I think just if you're drunk and rowdy, it, it doesn't – that doesn't register until the next day where you wake up and go, oh, that whole thing was pretty stupid. I mean, I think that also, also the other thing is all of those reasons mm-hmm. – are the reasons that you don't go to a strip club. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the reasons that most men don't, as a general rule, don't go to strip clubs. Not that they haven't been to strip clubs, but that as a general rule, they don't. I mean, you know, as you just heard, you know, I think Jordan and I are pretty normal dudes. I've been uh, twice in my life and Jordan's been to go six times or whatever. Um and sixty times, <laughs> you have. But I mean, it's just for the par- for yeah, the yeah. parking for the parking. for the park. I've parked there. I mean, I go in and I hang out for a little bit to get it validated, right? Because you need to get a stamp. You have to get the validation, mm-hmm. but yeah. that's only if you want to. Because the thing is, we get the validation. You get the free car wash while the car is parked oh, there. Yeah, that's, well, that's nice. Car. Then it's really nice. And anyway, um, so so no, like there. I don't think there are. There is this group of men that go to strip clubs Mm -hmm. and they have just – so there's two groups of men. (laughs) I think most men don't go to strip clubs as a rule. When they do, 
they're drunk or it's a bachelor party. I mean, in my case, I don't drink, but I mean, it was like bachelor party, you know, and just you just go and you're just like, well, I'm just going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you just say there's all these weird things about it, mm-hmm. but we're just doing it. Sure. You know what I mean? It's just what's happening. And you're also a dude, and you enjoy seeing naked ladies, even in the yeah, weirdest of circumstances. Yeah, I guess that's the part that we need to realize sure. is, that, is that just the seeing of the naked ladies is enough. It's really powerful. Like, that need to just see a boob that you've never seen before is really powerful. And, huh? Yeah, a new boob. New boob. <laughs> and you, with an umlaut right. over it. <laughs> Because I love German women. Mm, yeah. I love it's thick, just, thick German women. It's totally healthful. healthful. Figures. Yeah, it's really intense yeah, when you're no, a dude. It is, for sure. And I think that, yeah, and I think that, you know, that that plus, I mean, God, I mean, if you think about the lengths that, if I think about the lengths that I went to as a as a young, as a, you know, as a teen, preteen, to like get and see porn in the pre-internet age, like, I mean, there was so much scheming and hiding involved that, like, yeah, the thought of being humiliated if caught or the, you know, whatever repercussions would yeah. happen from, you know, squirreling away porn um, just were out the window because the need to see a boob is so intense. You right. Know? And so so for – I think for most dudes, it's just some circumstance – that they have just set themselves up and just like, well, it's going down. Sure. You know, and and they just compartmentalize all of the bizarro things about mm-hmm. it and just say, well, it is. In a way, now that's the- what sex is actually like, <laughs> don't you think? Yes. I mean, there are compartments involved. Yeah. <laughs> but I think there is Human this- Human compartments. There is this amazing other category of dude. And I don't, I don't think I interact with a lot of these, but I have met guys like this who go to strip clubs. Yeah. And they're not all- um, them. They're not all like uh, like they're not all sad weirdos mm-hmm. specifically. Um, you know, some of them are sad weirdos, but I mean, there's some. There's just there's different kinds of dudes who go to strip clubs mm-hmm. as a thing that they do. Yeah, I mean, you know, rich athletes go to strip clubs for some reason. Sure. Well, that's where you go to get caught with a gun. <laughs> right. If you, need to get, if you want to get arrested mm-hmm. for possessing an illegal weapon and you're like a football player. And that um, – No, but it's like finding out that someone you know grew up Jehovah's Witness and you're like, but you seem so normal. <laughs> it's like that. I know exactly what you mean. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying the recognition I'm having oh, good. a lot. Anyways. <laughs> that is – I mean that oh, is something where – that is something where those never had a birthday party. <laughs> those people have, um, I think, they just have something inside of them. Those men have something inside of them that means that they have found a way to essentially live their lives as drunks, <laughs> like to essentially. They have they have just decided they've gone down their list of things that are going to be significant to them and things that are not. And all of the reasons that we just listed that strip clubs are weird and creepy, they're just like, well, fuck it. Sure. They're just like, I'm not going to count those. Yeah. And they, it might be, in, I think in some cases, it might be because they don't value them. 
You know, they don't because they're jerks <laughs> or whatever. Um, in some cases, it might be because they're weirdos, and so they don't get that they're I weird. Bet Bert goes to a lot of strip clubs, <laughs> like puppet of strip Bert clubs. Bert and Ernie, Bert and Ernie, Bert Dead Eyes would be the one sure. that would frequent the strip clubs. I think so. But Why is that? And some of them may just be like I think the athletes think that they're above feeling weird about that. I don't know. Well, I bet if you are a professional athlete or a um, uh, or a eighties hair metal guy, mm-hmm. uh, and it's the eighties, or it, no, it's now, uh, you can go to a strip club and have sex with a stripper. I bet. I mean, I think that's probably right. that's. I mean, I bet if you are one of those guys, you you're, get a different kind of. Service. Yeah, right. For sure. I mean, yeah. maybe you don't have sex with them in the strip club, but I mean, I bet you could get a number or something. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so I, I mean, I think that those, I think that 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 world of dudes that go to strip clubs, um, they just, it's just like they have just taken that list of things and just been like, okay, that's a list of things, but uh, I'm crossing it out. Yeah, I'm crossing those things <laughs> out. Allison, have you ever felt pressure to be the cool girl that goes with the dudes? Like, have you ever got that invite? No, I never have actually, and mm-hmm. I do have a lot of male friends. Yeah. Um, I'm not someone who only has male friends, but I mean, I, I, I am in a lot of times one of the guys, sure. so to speak, but maybe I just hang out with dudes who don't go to strip clubs or I don't know. There was one, one time I was at South by Southwest years ago because mm-hmm. I used to write about, I used to cover music. Um, so I'd always go to South by Southwest for the music. This is before it became a big internet festival thing. Sure. I don't even know if there was, but there was like the Now internet. it's just lol cats. <laughs> it used to be like hot up and coming yeah. bands, and now it's actually just cats that go. Yeah, right. Right. you will laugh out loud. Little, though. They have little laminates. In fact, the oh, whole, that would be ad- oh, adorable. The that whole would be music, cute. the whole music festival is actually just cats pressing piano keys. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Various I, keyboard I, cats. <laughs> I would go back if that were the case. <laughs> But anyway, um, I think there was talk of let's all go to a strip club. And it was a female publicist who was like rounding the charge. And she apparently right. like loved going to strip clubs. And I don't I, I don't understand that either. Mm-hmm. She was straight as far as I know. Yeah. So I, I just don't get it. I mean, I think I the... enjoy Circus Circus, though, in Las Vegas. And how different can that be, really? I mean, very, but. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's but in terms of as, a trashy place. Certainly as filthy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, you know, I have a uh, I have a female friend that I went with once, and this is a very very good friend of mine. Um, uh, and and Tilda Swinton, Tilda Swinton, and we're still friends. I mean, right. our our sex thing got right. a little out of control, and we're both very volatile people, so it sure. didn't work. You know, you get you get two you get two big personalities like I can see how it would Tilda. get I can see how it would get under out of control. It's like fucking a rubber band. Yeah. And 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 she, or she a diving board. Yeah, and she, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we're going to do any better than that. No, nope. uh, that's great. Um, Rosen, Rosen, <laughs> um, and um, and and she is not. Uh, and you know, she's she's heterosexual. has a has a delightful boyfriend, and really, really wanted, sincerely asked me if. She, if I would go with her, because she's something she had always wanted to do, and she said that 
um, and she had a had a really good time. And I don't think, and I think the the initial thing to think about a woman who's like, let's go to the strip club, is that like, oh, well, they're just trying to. It's like a woman who kisses another woman yeah, at in a front party. Of a guy. It's like that desperate the shock value. Kind and of thing. this is so absolutely not my friend who is you know so reasonable and delightful and. Um, you know, is not one of those look at me attention right. people, but just really kind of like, you know, and the kind of the way she explained it was she, like it was just such a it was just such a just being in a room with all of that sexuality was just such a turn on. And I think that hmm. and and to just kind of like just be in a place that was all about sex and. Uh, yeah, and she um, – yeah, and had a great time doing it. So I don't I, – I can't fully explain why it was significant for her, but it really yeah, – it was see, really something. Maybe because I can't get that list out of my head or maybe I'm frigid. Who knows? Right. I can't imagine – and I'm speaking as someone who's never been to a strip club though. So I, I recognize that right. this is coming from a place of ignorance. But I've seen a lot of strip clubs on television shows. Sure. It doesn't seem like a place of sexuality. It seems like a place of desperation and drunkenness. Yeah, um, we if were. It was like a, I should like point a, out we were drunk. a sex party or something. I could right. See that I being mean, different. it's. I mean, it's like obvious. Yeah, it's like I think it is maybe like the in between of like going to an orgy. That's you're in a room that's just all about right. sex, where no one is thinking about anything else. But you know, if you're you know in a committed relationship or don't like the idea of fucking strangers, like where do you go to like have this evening that's all about you know. That's all about eroticism. Anyway, that's all. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. That's great. So, Golden Pussy. That's right. Uh, we got we got $5 dances, fellas. If you like the scenery, show them some greenery. We also talked about um, – well, I was complimenting you guys on the way that you effortlessly don't interrupt each other. Mm-hmm. And I was saying that almost all the podcasts that I am, am part of are more like a clusterfuck. Sure. <laughs> just a lot of energy, and it's all happening at the same time. Great parking at the clusterfuck, well, by the not way. The, Good. You, you, that is the new venue brought to you by the people, the team behind Golden Pussy. <laughs> right. It's their new, like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like more, it's like an art deco. It's like, oh, I was going to say it's sort of like Old Navy to Urban Outfitters <laughs> or Gap or whatever. But Right. The clusterfuck <laughs> is the young, hip one. Yeah. Exactly. And the Golden Pussy is just, it's your dad's there's, strip club. But here's the thing you have to know. There's going to be a lot of talk of like, can you believe this is from the same people that did the Golden Pussy? Right, exactly. And like that conversation gets tired. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Chipotle funds abortions. Anyway, I'm being those guys. Don't, don't people say that about Chipotle? Is no, but I think say? they say it about, I didn't know about it Chipotle, but I know that Curves is owned by. Um, oh, the women's fitness organization. Mm-hmm. They're owned by some kind of. I think anti-abortion conservative group. Oh my god! I got to cancel my membership. Yeah, you do. You need to circuit train. Speaking of places that you just go to just to be in a place that is just drenched in sexuality. Sexuality. That's just that's why I go there. I mean, it's not because I want to work out. It's not because I'm a heavier woman. It's just because I just need a place that I can go to as a refuge to just bathe in that. Sure. Just. I think, ogle it, uh, yeah, or I, ogle it, right? I think, and I also got oh just uh, just to quickly go back to strip clubs really quick, um, because why wouldn't we? I think that it is it is it is important for a um, if you are someone who's been in a super long term relationship 
to like, you know, as as awesome and crazy as your sex life with your long term partner might be, I think that it is, you know, always exciting to feel that kind of burst of like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you know, that that a single person gets when you have a one night stand. Like, it's not the same thing, but it is kind of a similar part of the brain that I think gets poked a little bit there. Anyway. The part that yells, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I found it terrifying when I when I when I went on my bachelorette part my bachelorette party. <laughs> we didn't go to Chippendales. <laughs> yeah, we did. We I told them it was a bachelorette party. <laughs> yeah, it it was it was, was terrifying. It was genuinely terrifying. Yeah, to me. yeah. Um, I think I'd be more like you. But I mean, but I mean, the advantage to me is mm-hmm. how exciting it is to see naked ladies. Yeah, they're Which really great. Is I think it just if you're a straight dude. It, it like how how like intoxicating that is just really cannot be is overstated. The, now, is it the actual naked lady bits, or is it just the notion of a naked lady? Mm, but but yes, yeah, it is both. Sure, yeah. I mean, I don't like. I don't think that like. There's a lot of there are some dudes, but I don't think there's a lot of dudes that like are super into looking at Chinese. Yeah, that's um, true. You know, but uh, but that having been said, I think ev- when it comes to seeing a naked lady, I think even a lot of dudes do want to see. Well, no, I guess a my vulvular area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my uh, a pubic mons. <laughs> <laughs> my question more is: Does it matter how like super perfect and attractive this naked woman is, or is it just as long as she's not like unattractive? Is it just the idea of here's a woman who's naked in front mm. of me? Yeah, yeah. Um, boy, I think that yeah, I think for for a fella. Um. Yeah the the here is a nude woman that I'm close to is real powerful and even if it's not your you know even if it's not your ideal like your even if you're not into the sinewy yeah. women like a nude sinewy <laughs> woman that you've never seen nude before is fucking incredible and yeah so I think that uh, yes I think that you are right I think that a nude woman is a powerful thing regardless yeah and I mean I think it's different from. Um, you know, I mean, it's definitely f- different from like a lady you're in love with or that kind of thing. But I, I mean, really, I mean, fr- to be perfectly frank, like, I don't know. I haven't been to a lot of strip clubs in my life. Strippers aren't necessarily the world's most beautiful women. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, like they're right. That's I, my sense of them. Yeah, like if right. if they if they were like if they were like homely, I don't think they could be professional strippers. Sure. But they're not. They they ain't models. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But really, what it is is it's like and there's nothing fundamentally sexy about doing a weird stripper dance. Yeah. It's just that they're – it's more about the fact that A, they're naked mm-hmm. and B, they're doing a sexy thing. Sure. I think. You know, like just that it is a sexy thing. Even though it isn't especially sexy. Right. <laughs> that it is intended in that in that direction. Mm-hmm. I think that's what – you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it does actually. Have you ever been to a bachelorette party where there's been a male stripper? No, I never have. 
I'm trying to think. Most of the bachelorette parties I've been to have been these pretty um, anti-conventional bachelorette party affairs where it's like, let's just get all the gals and we'll just go. No one, not, no one in my group of friends refers to themselves as gals, but <laughs> in in the retelling we do, evidently, sure. yeah. um, you know. And let's just go have you got like, Rose and Blanche and exactly all the gals, Dorothy. So- um, yeah, and let's just go to Palm Springs for the weekend or something, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then. Oh, so all of your all of your friends are middle aged gay men. <laughs> yes, that's who's involved. That's right. Friends. Yeah, or elderly Jews. <laughs> which which demographic group are we talking about here? Seventy seventy five year old fifty year old gay men or seventy five year old Jewish couples? Well, actually, I'm I have a group of friends whose parents have places in Palm Springs, mm-hmm. right? And so it'd be like, oh, we could go to so and so's mom's or dad's condo or whatever. Right. So right. that's what we ended up doing. Yeah. yeah. So no, I've never I've never been in the presence of stripping, and I'm fine with that. Sure. No, no. I just I want to put that out there. Less. I, I don't know what kind of paranoid and and self important fantasy I just had, where someone listening to this decides they need to rectify this and right. sends a stripper my way or something. Knock, but, knock, yeah. knock. Yeah, sure. Right. Just on the door at Ace right. Broadcasting. Yeah. Knock. Hi, I'm looking for Allison Rosen. There's a man in a gorilla suit out there. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you think? Male strippers wear gorilla yeah. suits, <laughs> or like a sexy nurse if it's a female stripper? Because I've seen Ferris, Ferris Bueller. Oh yeah. Or a fireman. <laughs> yeah, I think that's. I think that's. Policeman. That is. I don't know if that was ever a trope of stripping, but I mean, in the strip club experience, well, I've had stripper there's not, telegrams. There's not quite enough costumes. Yeah, I don't like it if everyone had a theme. If More it was. highly thematic. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, like different clubs had different themes. Like one was sci-fi and <laughs> Game of Thrones is very hot. Yes. I mean, there could be the, you know, Dothraki fuck camp. <laughs> and it could be just maybe tense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, look, I think we've talked enough about strippers for a segment that uh, for a segment that started off with me talking emotionally about my child. No, oh, yeah. We'll be back he's in gonna just a second. He's going to love to hear this when he's turned 13. You're going to like, Daddy talked about you when you were a baby. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second. But don't listen to the rest. On Jordan, Jesse, go. Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Hey, how about some sponsors, Jordan? Let's talk about those. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. It's how we get money. Ho ho, money. Um, first of all, of course, our friends at Ask Metafilter. Yes. Ask.metafilter.com. They're the best. Hey, Jordan, have you looked at the front page of Ask Metafilter lately? I haven't. Are there any entertaining videos up there? Uh, yes, there are. One featuring me and our good friend Adam Lissagor <laughs> from You Look Nice Today, uh, uh, explaining how Ask Metafilter works and talking about a painful goiter. Oh, terrific. That sounds like a great reason to visit that homepage. No, it's one of many great reasons. Another great reason would be if you have a question you need answered or and you want to find the great answers for it. Okay. That's Ask Metafilter. Where better? It's it's as easy as that. Hey, we also have another sponsor this mm-hmm. week. Uh, this is a return from last week. Uh, the folks behind the uh, spec pilot don't take this the wrong way. These are some young comedy gentlemen that actually met in a class taught by one Gordon Morris. Uh, do you want to look at that again? Do you want to look at that announcement? Are you sure you're pronouncing all that right? Sorry. A comedy class met, taught by one Gordon Morris. There you go. 
Do you like how I accidentally mispronounced something <laughs> in the middle of that? Yeah, that, that ruined the joke of me intentionally. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I think it, we all appreciated the joke. Yeah. So do, let's if, all appreciate the joke. Uh, don't don't take this the wrong way. The premise of this thing here is uh, it, it is essentially a sitcom, but with feelings mm-hmm. about a group of guys in their late twenties, sort of trying to find their way. The idea is it's a little bit like. A men of a certain age or another show, there aren't a lot of shows, frankly, like this, where there are guys that have real actual emotions and characters, but act, but it's also a comedy. Um, and they are raising money to shoot their pilot. You could, There's a bunch of incentives. If you give them some money, 25 bucks, you get a copy of it. 50 bucks, you get an autographed script. They have promised this week, though, that if you uh, write J.J. Go in your comments when you make your pledge... Um, they will come up with special bonus prizes just for Jordan Jesse Go listeners. Mm. And more importantly, they are sponsoring both our show and My Brother, My Brother, and Me this week. And look, we've got a great relationship with the McElroy brothers. Don't hate them at all. No, we don't hate these guys. They're nice young men. Um, Look, they give out advice. Um, We're sort of like father figures to them. Sure. Um, but what's important is that if you are a father, which we are, I mean, we're fathers to three young podcasters who do a show called My Brother, My Mm -hmm. Brother and Me, every so often you have to crush your children. You know, have to crush their hopes and dreams. Like Zeus crushed the Titans. Exactly. And so the, the creators of Don't Take This the Wrong Way have said this. If more people donate that put JJ Go in the comments than put MBMBAM, then they will name characters Chip Dipson and Dip Dobson. However, if more people put MBMBAM in the comments, then they're going to name this high school in the show McElroy High School. Mm. We we cannot let that happen. That would be shameful. Nothing would be worse. This would literally be the worst thing that has ever happened in my life. This would be worse when my grandparents died. Oh, boy. This would be worse than when I got uh, uh, punched that one time on the street for no reason. Sure. This is going to be worse than my bout of painful diarrhea. It would be worse than that. Mm -hmm. Um, It would really be the worst thing ever. So don't embarrass us, people. These these are just some young gentlemen trying to pursue their dreams of creating television comedy. That's as simple as this. That's all they're trying to do. And to be perfectly frank, their show is more popular. So they will probably win. But let's not (laughs) let that happen. Go to Indiegogo.com slash wrong way. That's Indiegogo.com slash wrong way. And uh, you can take a look at these guys' video. You can you can decide for yourself. Uh, give these guys a couple – throw these guys a couple bucks and help support their dreams of becoming big television stars. Mm-hmm. I think it's a worthy cause. Um, you know, even if you just give them five bucks, ten bucks, twenty bucks, you know. Uh, I, I think it's. A, I think they're they're doing a great thing. They're inspired by Jordan. Sure. Um, you know their their goals are tremendous. They got a great video up there. They got a great script together. You know, let's make it happen for these guys, huh? Yeah, why not? Indiegogo dot com slash wrong way. And uh, if you want to sponsor an episode of Jordan Jesse Go, email Teresa at Teresa at maximumfun dot org. And if you want to get on the jumbotron, it's maximumfun dot org. Slash Jumbotron. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go.
It's Jordan Jesse Eagle. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Allison Rosen, America's Sweetheart Detective Lady. <laughs> sure. Why not? Just throw them all I in I like there. them unwieldy. Blend them up. Yeah. That's See right. what we can do. Well, Allison Rosen, look, uh, you've already been here for uh, over two and a half hours. We all have giant beards. <laughs> it's very funny. There's a bird nesting in yours. Yeah, I know. Allison, it has been so great to have you on the program. Thank you. It is, I've enjoyed all of my appearances today. <laughs> it was exceedingly kind of you, not just to come on the show, but to uh, stay with us after I uh, messed up recording here in our new studio setup. Um, so thank you very, very much. It was it was really a delight. Thank you for having me twice. Uh, folks can find Allison's podcasts in iTunes. Allison yes, Rosen is your new best right. friend. And you can go to my website, AllisonRosen.com, for uh, show descriptions and all sorts of other information, including information about um, the live show that is coming up. So I'm starting to do my podcast live. Oh. And the very first one is going to be May 24th. So where where are we talking this, about here in Southern California? Yes, at UCB Upright Citizens Brigade oh, Theater. Oh. And by the way, I did not know until recently that when you say UCB, some people think uh, Berkeley, UC Berkeley, which yes. is f- far away <laughs> right. and doesn't make sense to me. And I I didn't even realize that, that is that a would much be... more famous thing that has the initials UCB, right? But University it, of California. Yeah, no, I think, I think I think in L.A., like everyone knows what that is. So you'll hear podcasts where people just bandy around UCB right. and don't talk about what it is. So yeah, um, yeah. But it's, is Berkeley? It's just, do they cons- do they call themselves UCB? Yes. Okay. It, I mean, they say Cal. They Cal usually Berkeley. they usually say Cal or Berkeley, but UCB would be the third most likely yeah. thing they would call Cause it. Because I got a lot of like, I'd go if it weren't so far. And I'm like, you're in LA. What's going? <laughs> and then I realized. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, it's at. I mean, I'm right at here UCB. in Hollywood on Vine oh, right. and Franklin. I can't get to Berkeley. <laughs> no, that's you could walk. You don't understand. Um, um, yeah. So that's May 24th, and the guest is Garfunkel and Oates. Oh, Very they're funny. delightful. Uh, yeah. And they'll even be performing. So I'm excited about that. So if you're hearing this, they're a musical comedy come. duo, Garfunkel. Uncle That's right. Very, very yes. funny. Um, you know which one I like? I like that hand job, I don't understand job. That is a good song. That's I one like of my that favorites too. of uh, Garfunkel song. and Oates. Um, yeah. That's all I got to say about the Garfunkel and Oates. It's just a just an anecdote about one of their songs that I enjoyed. You brought, it, it came to life for me. <laughs> Jesse's stalling while I'm looking up the name of another actress on IMDb. So. <laughs> is it Frida Swinton? Doesn't it seem like Tilda should have a sister named Frida? It does. Like the whole yeah. Swinton clan. What else? I would like – I I imagined Frida Swinton to possibly be a Latina in the vein of Frida Kahlo. And now and I'm imagining – Also in the vein of Bert. I'm imagining – yeah, very Bert-like in the yeah. – they were, Yeah. And I'm now I'm imagining uh, that this that the the Swinton sisters oh, the Swinton are, sisters. are each right. a different ethnicity. Oh, that'd be great! A so real they crayon have, box. So the thing that the thing that ties them together is their their tight, stringy physiques, mm-hmm. right? Their um, sinuity. Yeah, their their sinuousness. Sinuous, sinuousness. Their sinuousness. But the thing that keeps them apart is that each of them has a different ethnic background. Right. One of their them xenophobia. One of them. <laughs> <laughs> one of them is Afro-American. One of them, if I might use a term from 1971. You may. Uh, one of them is... Uh, You're good to go on that, Jesse. One of them is Inuit. Uh-huh. Um, and so on. Right. You'd and if, like, I don't know is if you... that a Christmas card from the Swinton sisters or a Benetton ad? Sure. Exactly. Or the village people? Oh, I think one should be mechanical. 
Why, <laughs> yes. Robo Swinton. Oh, one, that'd be good. And no, one just good. has a huge key, a huge brass key coming out of her back oh, yeah. that you have to turn if oh, you want sure, her to like act. Oh, sure, like the automaton from Hugo. Yeah, precisely. 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 Well, um, Allison, thank you so much for joining us on the program. As, thank you for having me. As always, you can find us online at uh, MaximumFun.org. Email us at JJGo at MaximumFun.org. Give us a telephone call, 206-984-4-F-U-N. Hey, Jordan. Hey. Uh, MaxFunCon East. Tickets yes. now on sale October 26th through 28th in the Poconos. Uh, we have lots of amazing guests already lined up. More on the way. We have not announced any of them. Uh, but it is already more than half sold out. So if you want to come, go to MaxFunCon.com. And uh, by the way, I think as we record this, there may still be a ticket or two left for regular MaxFunCon that has become available. Uh, they became available shortly before, uh, you know, the final deadline of tickets becoming permanent and so on and so forth. So if you want to come, send us an email. Um, but, yeah, MaxFunCon.com if you want to come to see us in on the East Coast and hang out with us and so on and so forth. Um, and, yeah. Allison Rosen, always a delight. Our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. We'll talk to you next time right here on Jordan Jesse Go. Hopefully only once (laughs) next time. (laughs) 